Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Get to have talk to a wonderful young lady today. She's a coach. She's an author. She's an award-winning author, I do have to say. And uh, she's just a a very down-to-earth, great person. She's going to exit the country and go to another country for a period of time. But she's still going to work, and and it's going to be warmer where she's going to be, which is always, always nice. And I'm talking about Lynn Harley. Lynn, how are you today? I am extremely well, Kevin. And I just want to say thank you for having me back again. And I want to first celebrate this show. I think it's wonderful that you're putting positive news out into the world. So good job. Well, thank you so much. You know, we were, uh, have been looking around and there isn't a lot of people doing what I'm doing, unfortunately. I think it would be a lot better off if more people were doing it, but they're not. And because they like a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of spice, a little bit of, of, um, negativity and, and, and stuff like that. And I don't know why, but, you know, it'd be great if more people did this, but they, but I feel like it's coming around, Lynn. I really do. I feel like more people are doing, as an example, writing the book like you've written, mm-hmm. the children's book that is really, really important. Yeah. And, which is why it won a gold award. Uh, and, uh, and tell us about that. How did you find out about that? Well, I um, actually submitted an application to the Global Book Awards, but the book is called What If You Could? And it's a picture book. I always have trouble with this mirror image. Which way I'm supposed to go? Anyway, go. it's um, it's a story about a caterpillar on his way to becoming a butterfly, which is what happens to caterpillars. And because we're part of nature, that becoming is within us too. So, I was just uh, sharing before we started the show that I'm doing presentations now to all kinds of age groups, and I'm going into a school and speaking from kindergarten to grade nine. And as he's becoming, as he has this big vision for being more than just being on a branch, being a caterpillar, you know, he has a dream. Well, and this is what I do when I coach people is get them to really assess their life. And in the areas where they want more, it's like, okay, if it's not what I currently have, what do I want? And, you know, and you start creating a vision. So he's been on this branch eating leaves for three weeks and he wants more. So he visions that he wants to fly because he's tired of being on a branch. He doesn't want to eat leaves anymore. He wants to drink the nectar of the flowers. So sort of the polar opposite of what he's doing, which is is the truth. And he gets very excited about these dreams. And this is what happens to, I think, all of us as we you know create these visions in our mind. But often what happens shortly after that is we hear from another voice that goes, well, who do you think you are? And this is what happens in the book. This little voice here is, you know, flying and drinking nectar. And really, right now, he's just a caterpillar on a branch. So it does seem like a pretty audacious dream that he could end up flying. And so, again, just a powerful metaphor for the potential that's in each one of us, because we are part of nature. And in the end, he really leans into seeing himself. So starting to act as if he's already flying when he's still in the caterpillar and then the cocoon phase. And eventually, of course, we know that the caterpillar, if the conditions are right, will break out of the chrysalis and become a butterfly. And at the end, the butterfly poses to the reader. So how do you start, you know, to listen to the dreams in your heart? And it's about really getting quiet, you know, listening within 
And then really leaning into one of the most expansive questions we can ask ourselves is, what would I love? And so you said at the beginning of the show, and I just want to just speak to this for a moment, that there's not a lot of shows like yours out there. And I think, unfortunately, you know, the sort of common ways, the status quo way of being is we often connect at the level of problem. So think about walking into an elevator. If there's an opportunity for the conversation, it's often, oh, isn't the weather awful? Or, I mean, for two years, we talked about COVID. And so there's almost this, um, I don't want to call it normal because I don't think it is, but we just seem to default to connecting at the level of problem to have conversations. And what I'm doing with the coaching I do is really supporting people to um, and I think this is the rigor in the work of transformation is really becoming aware of their thinking, which ultimately is causing their results. And what and that's where we have to begin changing. And the other thing that I want to point out and what I really like about your book is this little cal- caterpillar is sitting on a, a leaf and he's there for three weeks and he's dreaming about something else that he'd like to be more that he'd like to do but he has no earthly idea how any of that's going to happen because yeah. he doesn't know the future mm-hmm. and he doesn't know well you know i'm just going to sit here and then i'm going to go into i'm going to spin myself a little cocoon and then i'm going to uh break out of that and be a butterfly he has no idea that that's going to happen to him no um, And and so this is a great teaching point because we really need to be able to make uh, powerful decisions for ourselves when we make a decision to move forward without knowing the how. So that's a great metaphor is that he doesn't know how it's going to happen. And it's really none of our business either. All we need is the vision up here, where we want to go. And a metaphor that I use with people is if you're driving in the dark to another city, you will see as far as your headlights shine. And then you're going to be shown the next stretch. Sometimes you see that curve in the road sign and you get around the curve and your lights shine and eventually you get there. You don't see the whole way there if you're driving for an hour to the next community or city. Yep. I I, I use the metaphor and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've talked to a lot of people and many people like you and I have got their own metaphor that they've developed independent of one another. Mine is a 50,000 foot view. Hmm. We are, we are in the forest and we can see the tree ahead of us and the tree behind us. And, but we can't see um, where we're going from a grand view because we don't have, we, we can't pull back to the 50,000 foot view. That's for our guys and other people and, and our, and the folks that are helping us, that's where they reside. And so as we're going forward, um, they are giving us hints, helping us through, so that we're walking in the right direction. And occasionally when we start walking in the wrong direction, they nudge us back into walking in the, and so eventually the goal is to get to where we want to be. And so that's, so that's, so that's my version of the, exactly what you just said. And, And I think what you also spoke to is the power of having that support system, whether it's be powerful mentors or coaches. I continue to be in a coaching program myself. And I think that when you, you know, when we grow up and we leave school, for whatever reason, we often think that, you know, we just need to do life as a lone ranger. But when you think about growing up, there's always coaches and teachers for lessons. And, and I think as adults, as we're moving forward, and any like elite athlete and people who are really doing well in business know that coaches take them to the next level. 
and whether it's a coach or just even a strong mentor pro mentorship, it's kind of like, I don't know if you have this in the States, but here we have the bumper lines on the edge of the highway. So if you should wander over inadvertently when you're driving, you kind of hit that bumper and it, it wakes you up to get back, back on course. Right. Right. And so we, yeah, we do need that because you know, the, the statistics are showing actually it was Ellen Deutschman who wrote the book change or die where the, there was a, a group of patients that had a heart condition and they were told that if they didn't make changes, they would die. And the ones that were left to do it on their own, only 10%, even though they know that the consequence would be death if they didn't change their lifestyle, didn't change. But they put the second group into a support system where they were meeting on a weekly basis, they had encouragement, they had accountability, and 90% of, of that group succeeded. So just a lot of power to getting those supports in place. Um, you know, for people, if they're wanting to move forward, you know, I'll tell you every coach that I talk to, and I've, I've interviewed a bunch of them on the show that have books and they've got programs and stuff like that. All of them to, to a person has a coach. Some have two, some have three yeah. uh, because, because they recognize the value of you. And you're exactly right. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah. I, I know a guy, he's a uh, financial planner, <clears throat> excuse me. He makes, um, you know, six figures, um, like like $250,000 a year. He's got a financial planning coach. And I asked him why, and he said, because I have blind spots. I can't see everything, and mm -hmm. another guy can help me to see what I'm missing. And that's the same thing that we all need to be, um, to get to where we want to be. So, so having a coach, when you're a coach, really is more normal than you might think. Very normal. Yeah. And exactly. Um, you just don't see the picture when you're in the frame. And so even for me, I have a coaching uh, support group that I join every week. And today I had questions like I'm going through my own content, you know, and I need support to get through it, too. So, again, it's easy for me to support another person. You know, and then I was on a coaching call and I'm supporting someone with their content. But I've got that God's eye view, you know, just getting stepping back and having that space to be able to see. So, yeah, my, I mean, my hands up there. We don't always see the, the picture because we're in the frame. So that's a great point. You know, when you when you look at your website, which, what, by the way, it's a beautiful website. Mm -hmm. And I highly suggest that you go there, which is uh, lynnharley.com. And that's L-Y-N-N-E-H-A-R-L-E-Y.com. And um, they talk about your story, and uh, it, it was a difficult story um, when, you, when you were a little bit younger, and all of those experiences led you to where you are today. Describe your story a little bit for us. Okay, well, the first thing I want to say is that often pain is the touchstone for spiritual growth. There's a beautiful quote by um, Napoleon Hill, who studied the most highly successful people in the 20s and 30s. And it's, you know, in every adversity, every heartache, every failure, there is a seed of an equal or greater opportunity. And so often it's when we're going through something challenging that we get that wake up moment. And for me, what really, I think, put me into this work was, and I'm happy to say I need a telescope to look back. I think it was 25 years ago now I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And oh, I that's had, not that long ago. 25 years, that's nothing, you know? I'm happy to say it's not just within the last year. That's what I'm saying. It's oh, yeah, gotcha. wonderful. Gotcha. 
So in the midst of going through that, um, my marriage fell apart. And sometimes that will happen when there's extra stress. I had a business partnership with my husband and that fell apart. And so I found myself a single parent with three kids and a very uncertain future. I actually did have one more reoccurrence of cancer in that time. But I also had a real defining moment. And that's not in my on my website, but I was actually moving into my home, own home and I was painting the ceiling in the bathroom when I slipped and I fell into the bathtub. And, you know, when I laid there, I was in pain. I just had this moment where I thought, you know, Lynn, you've been so worried about cancer taking you out. This fall could have taken you out. And I think that that's when I really just decided I wanted to just like suck the marrow out of my life going forward. I didn't want to just be a cancer survivor. And I don't mean to, um, I, I guess for me, I, I just, I don't, I don't care for that term because it seems like you're just getting by. I love being a cancer thriver that I got some really valuable gifts as a result of that experience. And one was, how do I want to live the rest of my life, no matter how long it is, because none of us knows, none of us knows when the day will come that we just maybe don't come home at the end of that day, or we don't wake up that morning. So that really threw me into, and it's interesting, and I just want uh, listeners to know that what we focus our awareness on is what we bring into, I mean, that's where our attention is, and I really believe that the universe reads our attention where we're placing it as our intention. And so I was saying at the beginning, if we want to change, it's an inside job. And when I made a decision that I wanted so much more for my life, my attention now was on, okay, I want to move forward and I want to thrive. And it was within a couple of weeks of that decision that I was invited out of the blue to a vision workshop. That was my very first experience with vision-based living. And it was an incredibly powerful experience for me because up until then, I wasn't thinking I was going to live. I was more worried about being not living. So I started to create these visions of what I would love. I'd love to see my kids grow up. I'd love to be at their high school graduation. You know, I'd love to be traveling. And I had this bucket list of places I wanted to go. I'd love to be doing work where I'm really impacting people and making a difference. And so that was the beginning of my, my real positive growth and change. And again, you know what, even if we're in this work, it doesn't mean that we're not going to face difficult experiences in life because we're human. And so I just want to share what the, um, the catalyst for my book was, is I lost my mother and my brother five years ago in a very short period of time. And I really did experience a lot of grief during that time. And I had to just be with it. I, you know, we're not about doing a spiritual bypass. But I also think, you know, that death is such a powerful teacher. And my brother had struggled his whole life with mental health. And, you know, I really sat with my brother's life and death and tried to, I think, make meaning of it for myself. And what was born out of that was this book. I'm going to say it felt like a download. It's actually dedicated to my brother and to my kids. But I just kept thinking about my brother and, I, and mental health. And I know it's not just a necessarily a quick and easy fix. But I think that when we understand, and this is what this book is about, that there's two voices we hear from. There's the voice of, I think, our intuition, that still small voice, that God voice within us that believes in us, that wants the best for us. And then there's the voice that comes from our conditioning, you know, from our experience of the past, from what we think is possible. 
And it's the one that goes, well, who do you think you are? You can't do that. You don't have the education. You're not going to make any money doing that. Who's going to buy your product? Blah, 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 blah. And so when I did a bike tour this summer, I talked about the fact if we could just normalize that voice that's not very nice because it's a player, but also start to understand that we do have the power. We have a superpower to make a decision to change our thinking. So we can see that thinking and then we can decide, do I want to keep going down that rabbit hole or do I want to connect to a vision of what I would really like moving forward in my life and the energy of that? And then a thought that's related to that. So that's a pretty simple version. But again, for the listener, I think what I'm trying to share is that it's often those difficult times that um, provide us with a growth opportunity. How did you, I'm curious to know if, if it was a planned thing or it was just was something that just came up, how did you meet Mary Morrissey? You know what? Again, that was, I'm going to say out of the blue. But the of person, course it was. But you know, I've been, I've been in this work and this is just an interesting fact. I've been in this work for most of my, you know, last 25 years since, since I came out of cancer and I used a lot of Wayne Dyer's uh, work in my empowerment programs over the years. And it's sure. quite interesting because Mary and Wayne Dyer had the same mentor. They had a mentor and he only had three clients and they're people who were doing really good. I mean, we all knew Wayne Dyer. I'd never heard of Mary and I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but I think she was very involved. She was, she, she's got an incredible background but she also spent a lot of her life in ministry. And it's just been the last number of years where she has, you know, sort of moved beyond that so she could, you know, reach more people and just has brought her brilliance to the programs that I coach, you know, that I've invested in and trained in. And I mean, there is a proven system to this work. It's not happenstance. It's not, well, maybe you'll get lucky and you'll make some changes. We live in a universe and there are laws and there are principles, just like there's electricity. The law of gravity works the same for you. It works the same for me. And when you understand and grow your awareness as to how transformation works, if you are all in, if you are, if you've got the transformational willingness, if you're ready to turn up the volume on your thinking, you know, and start noticing. So just so many tools that I coach with, um, you can't help but have changes. I mean, I've worked with people now for the last few years in this work and I've never had anyone quit on me and I've never had anybody who hasn't come out of it with some pretty exponential results. And I'm not taking the credit. I'm taking the, you know, I'm just saying that I can share the tools and the principles and if people are willing and they open because really transformation is about increasing your awareness. You can't, you can't change what you can't see. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And then, and then there again, that's why having a coach, having somebody with you who, and, and, and also, you know, the thing is we all face doubts and we all feel like at one point or another where, you know, it's funny. I've been talking to a lot of people who are doing some really incredible things outside of the norm. And it's like, I keep, so I ask them, and of course, nobody ever said to you, you can't do that. Don't be silly. You want to write a book. You want to be an author. You want to be a musician. You want to, you can't do that. You need to get a regular job. And I said, has anybody ever said that to you? 
And the number one, the number one word I get back is constantly mm-hmm. because everybody for what, and I, you know, I suppose people mean all mean good by it, by saying they don't want us to get hurt and they don't want us to be in the corner and starve to death. So they try and keep our expectations down to what we can feel like we can do, but that's, but that's not why we're here. No, Um, no. And, and that's a good point. So sometimes that voice is inside of us and it may be from well-meaning messages we got when we were growing up. And you're right. The people, even the people who say, well, first of all, I think they lack belief. Like it takes me back to the Wright brothers. When the Wright brothers, I mean, these are two bicycle mechanics and they have this vision. What if we could create this flying machine? Well, when they started, what did they hear? People said, you're crazy. If God wanted us to fly, he would have given us wings. <laughs> and this, this is true. And what was what I love about this story is they were two brothers and I, I read more about them they actually ended up living together almost like a couple, but they were just that close. That was their life was each other in this dream they had. And every time they crashed as they made their way to their first flight, one brother would say to the other, don't worry, brother, it's going to happen because I can see it. And so this is, we have to hold that vision in our mind. I can see it. And there's just so much power to a vision. You know, if you can see it, and you can believe it, then seriously, you can achieve it or something even better yet. Sometimes we define how something has to turn out and it doesn't. It can turn out. And I've had that experience when I thought, wow, that was way better than what I would have planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it kind of works that way. Yeah. It kind of, kind of works that way. And in when you never quit, you continue to evolve, continue to move forward, somehow some way well you know this and you've seen it happen over and over and over again the universe will conspire to make your highest good happen for you and you're right sometimes it's 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 a much better dessert than we would have planned for ourselves yeah for sure i was just um i was just talking to well first of all i think i shared this with you i i had this crazy vision this summer and i I rode almost two thousand kilometers across canada on my bike And when I put a PowerPoint together after it was over to share with everybody I met, it was just like, I could not have planned that any better if I had, I just couldn't have made it come together that way. And I actually had a biking accident in Southern Ontario. I'm kind of smiling about it. It wasn't funny at the time. But when I was talking to this woman who was on my call the other day, who I stayed with in the midst of a rain downpour, I never met her, just drove into her yard and she's just like become this sweet, dear friend. She said something about, well, yeah, and then you had your bike accident. I said, you know, from where I'm standing now, it's almost like God just pushed me off the bike and said, okay, you need some help. Because that's exactly what happened. After my accident, I reached out to someone I had met earlier on my trips. And this person came and supported me to finish the ride through the Great Lake Trail system, which I had no context for. So even that, I don't see it as a mishap. I almost see it as if that hadn't have happened, that wouldn't have happened. And so it's like you said earlier, you know, this idea that we only need to see the next step. And this is the other thing that's a powerful teaching with transformation is our work to do is just our next best step. We don't need to know the whole way because once we take that step, the next step will be showing and the next and the next, as long as we stay connected to our vision. It just 
continues to grow. It's it's a it's an amazing concept. Yeah. And you know, I I talked to some people that that it's like, well, you know, there's the Palladians and then there's the Golden Council and there's the this and the that. I don't think that we need to concern ourselves with any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it needs to be much simpler than that. Yeah, keep it simple. I just um, I mean, what I see, what I believe is that we just live in this universe that's held together with mathematical per precision. And when we understand sort of the principles that that guide the universe and we line ourselves up with them, then the magic happens. It's like we do get into that flow and things just start to come to us or we're shown if it's not this way, it's a different way. Exactly. Mike, um, I've told this story before, but. Um, and she was from Canada as well. You guys, you guys are a little more enlightened than we are down here, I'm afraid. Uh, but but uh, I was I was involved in a network marketing group, and there were six of us. Just to make a story real quick, uh, there were six of us that were getting mentored by a guy that was a really really good network marketer. And so we would have him call every morning, and he would tell us what to do, and we would sit there and complain and lament and say. That's really hard. This is going to be, I don't think I can do that. That's really hard to do. And the next day we'd get back together. I'm sorry, Kirk, but that was really hard. I just couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't do it. Well, one of the girls, one of the ladies, actually, in our group, she made a monumental decision. She said, it's not hard. I'm going to make this easy. So she came to the next meeting. She said, guys, this is easy. I can do this all day long. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is five of us are out of the company. She's a multimillionaire. Yeah. Because she made that decision. She was going to make a She was going to make a, a, a change in, in the thought pattern of what was there. And so she was able to take that and make a uh, success out of it. It's and I'll really take that. I just want to take that a little bit further because I do love that example. So this is called the resorts results formula. And it's so simple, but it's, not easy because there's this rigor that we have to start to be really aware of what we're thinking but it's our thoughts that always create our feelings so even if you don't know what you're thinking if you're in a funk know that your thinking is not serving you and we have this incredible gps in our body we know when we feel good you know you feel if you're thinking happy thoughts you feel happy and when you're feeling happy or confident you're going to take different actions than you would if you were in a slump or you're feeling down so for your example, your story, you know, you come back to the office and the thinking is this is really hard. So how do you feel? Probably not that enthusiastic. We're kind of like this sucks and this isn't going to work. And then what kind of action are you going to take? Probably not much because you're not excited about it. And that's your result. So this is the results formula is our thoughts cause our feelings and our feelings are going to cause we can call it our action or our behavior. And the behavior is either going to serve us. So this girl comes back excited. Her thought is, this is not hard. This is easy. She goes out with a feeling of enthusiasm, of confidence, and she's taking actions. Like, this is going to work for me. You know what? I love what I'm doing. I'm going to serve people. This is going to work. And her results showed it. And years before that, I was a district sales manager for a major food company. And one of the one of the jobs of a, a sales manager or a salesman is to a food salesman is to go cold calling and that's where you walk up to a total stranger who's in a restaurant and you say i've got this product and i want to sell you this food and and stuff like that well it takes a certain amount of of 
energy and thought and positivity to be able to pull that off. And so I actually sat in a meeting with them and said, look, if you're not, if if you're not excited about making the cold call, if you don't believe that you're going to get the sale, go home. There's no, there's no reason for you to even go there because it's not going to be successful. If you're excited about it and know that you can help them and are working really hard to be of service, you will be successful at some level. Yeah. And even visioning yourself, just like the Wright brothers, they were seeing themselves flying before it happened. Yeah. So even going out in a cold call, you almost need to have that, that vision in your mind of how it's going to end up. You know, that I feel good about this. I'm serving the person. It's not just about the dollar. I'm giving my best self. So again, you're setting yourself up with the energy. You're not going there like, oh, I hope this works. If it doesn't, no paycheck this month. So going in with a whole different um, thinking process. That's a great, great example. It's, it's, it's important and it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what um, Mary Morrissey taught you uh, in working with you and, and with Wayne Dyer and others is the mastery of life coaching. And you're in your learn and you're helping people to learn and perform. You know, there's that word again right there in your in your uh, um, in your bio is that word profound. Well, that's two words, but gratitude. Mm, yeah, it's a very expansive, very expansive feeling. And again, you know, when you're living into your vision, so when you're got that picture in your head, so, you know, I mean, I ended my ride two months later and almost 2000 miles later. But honestly, when I started, I had no idea if I would do it. But one of the things I did every day is I posted my gratitudes and my wins faithfully, because you're just creating that energy. I mean, first of all, if you're thinking grateful thoughts that's a thought and it's causing a different feeling and so again it's just a really powerful practice and these things are they're free you know i know there's been a lot of talks different there's different people who have written books and stuff on the power of gratitude but there's so much truth to that if you can even sit down at the end of your day and write what is going well in my life what do i feel good about today you know, what's an experience that I really love today and put your attention. So again, remember the universe reads our intention, which is what we want in life by where we're putting our attention. So if we're always looking and putting our attention on theory, um, worry, fear and doubt or the other shoe to drop, we're going to it's going to happen. It's almost like it, by law, it can't not happen. That's the law of cause and effect. And you can create the negative just as well as you can create the positive. And people use their vision. Sometimes people go, I, I, I can't think of a vision. I, you know, and I think people use their imaginations often to torment themselves. We have this imagination and it is alive and well. You know, but we're more often, you know, sitting at home when our teenager doesn't come home thinking the worst case scenario with our imagination hasn't happened yet. So why not flip it and use it to what you would love to see? So even when you're having that moment where you're wondering all the worst case scenarios about your your child not coming home, why not think about all the a good happy ending instead? Right. It's all up here. We can make it up. We can make it up. 
how much fun he's having and and he's enjoying you know and all that kind of stuff and you're right no you're absolutely right my my wife used to drive herself absolutely bonkers with if he was if he would miss curfew and he was late he was like oh my god and, and it, it she it ruined her night ruined my night and then when he got home it ruined his night so what good was any of that yeah yeah Again, nice. just powerful. There's a there's a little story. I'll tell you another story. There, I've just got so many that I've learned from from him within this. But uh, Jean Houston, who's still alive, she's in she's in her 80s, I think, and she's in this work. She's phenomenal. But she actually had the opportunity when she was eight years old to meet Albert Einstein. Ooh. And yeah, she lived in New York, and she said that her classroom was sent over to visit him on campus. And she said they were sitting around a group of kids on the floor, I think, and. One of the kids was kind of cocky and he said something, well, how do we get to be as smart as you? And Albert Einstein said, read fairy tales. And then another boy says, well, how do we get to be smarter than you? And he said, read more fairy tales. <laughs> but at the end, Jean approached him and she said, you were talking about the imagination, right? And he said, yes. So what he was really telling those kids is the power of their imagination. Again, if you can think it, if you can dream it, you know what if you can be in that vision there's a way to make it happen so yeah and that is you know i i think that's a fundamental thing that that we ignore um uh, because quite frankly you and i sitting here would not exist if i didn't have an imagination and believe that it could happen there you go absolutely and 20 years later here we is and we're still we're still going and as a matter of fact uh, i'm doing another podcast well, another radio show after we're done here and we're starting doing um um video on on kknw just like we do here mm -hmm. um, and so that and we're going to be i'm going to be talking to a gentleman who uh took a bike trip like you did only he did it in vietnam oh awesome wow yeah and he, he he was remembering you know he talks about uh, 1975 when when the fall of saigon and mm -hmm. and stuff and, and how their culture has evolved over time and and he takes people that it really is a, a pretty incredible story so i i just i'm I, i'm just so lucky to be able to talk to people like you i i love your message i love everything about you i love the book that you wrote um, I think everybody, and I, I, you, you know, we call it a children's book, but I don't think that's exactly what. No, and you know, well, it's written for a children's book. It's written as a, you know, you have to fill in your keywords and things. It's written as a picture book for kids ages four to eight. I have a vision. I think this would be an amazing graduation present for any young person who's leaving high school or post-secondary education, or they even do graduations now if kids are leaving grade eight and going into high school. I was at a business building retreat in the mountains in December and my coach actually ordered it to give to all of the participants there oh, because wow. this is really what we coach. It's the children's version in an encapsulated form of the programs that I coach. And it's really about, you know, it's so easy to collapse back to what's familiar, what feels easy when we don't have the tools and the support to override that voice inside of us. And it's like powerful conditioning. We've got, you know, brain synapses that run these messages over and over again. And so depending on how old a person is, they may have been running them for a long time, the negative self-talk. And it's learning to reinstall a new pattern. 
and you know there's tools to do that so uh, but again the first the first aware at first step is awareness you know just watching almost like and we have this ability this metacognition you know if there's people listening i could say right now close your eyes for a moment and take your attention to your right foot take your attention to your left knee take your attention to your right elbow and just notice your ability to move your awareness around your body. And so we, we have that ability. And in science, that's called metacognition. And in um, meditation practices, that's called the witness self or the um, observer self. And so we have that ability to start to observe what we're thinking. And even though we think something like 50 to 80,000 thoughts a day, you know, now that we know that our feelings cause our emotions, we don't need to know every single thought we're thinking. We just need to tap into the feeling. Am I feeling expanded right now or am I feeling contracted and shut down? And then we know that we have to repattern our thinking. So I got a question for you. Hmm. When you are um, like, as an example, I'll do this interview. And at the end of it, I and I when I review it in my own mind. It will make me happy. It will give me joy to have been part of this and to do this with you. Is that, is that part of it? it? Because when, when we do things that are in line with our higher self, don't we innately feel happy and joyful and, uh, and just feel like you've actually done what you're here to do? Absolutely. And that I think is the key is so many people are going through the motions often doing something because they feel they have to there's an expectation they're not really happy you know and and even though it seems like it's comfortable and easy i think it's a very hard place to go through your life like that oh yeah howard thurman who said don't ask what the world needs and i think if every parent could tell their child this as they're going through school ask what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is more people who come alive. And so people, I mean, I've coached people who are in dead end jobs and then they, and there's, you know, that we get results in four areas of our life. We get them in our health and well-being. We get results in our career. We have results in our love and our relationships and how much time and money freedom we have. So just put yourself in a, you know, you're in a job that you don't like. And so many times I hear people are all of a sudden they're in stress leave. They're having health problems. They're not feeling good. So you can't, our, I mean, the power of our thoughts and our feelings is that they have energy. Our thoughts cause a physiological reaction in our body. I mean, people who spend a lot of time worry are often diagnosed with ulcers, stress headaches, back pain. So you can't just separate and say, those are my thoughts. They often manifest, they're going to come out somehow. And so I feel like it's this whack-a-mole. I mean, you know the whack-a-mole game at the fair where you hit something? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're trying so hard to keep, you know, our life under control that we're whacking down these moles and it's just showing up at work or whatever, but it's coming out somewhere else. And then often, you know, it shows up in your work. You just start showing up later. You're taking more sick days. You're taking longer lunch breaks until you get in trouble. Maybe you're going home and you're so miserable that that's affecting your relationship because you're not a happy person. So for sure, when you are really in tune with, you know, who you are meant to be, what you would love, it makes a big difference for sure. 
Well, you know, when I was young, a year or let's see, a couple of years ago, um, and I was I was in the restaurant business, and I was uh, either a host or a waiter or a cook. I started as a graveyard dishwasher, and uh, but I was happy. I loved being around the people. I loved being, and so I would leave work and be on my way home. Now, even as a dishwasher, you smell like um, garbage, but and stuff. But but even so, you're contributing. If you feel good about it, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the the the. If 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 it gives you um, that that sense of of purpose and that sense of I've done something good, mm-hmm. do more. You're you're absolutely right. Um, and that's how you live. That's how you live the life that you were destined to live because that became part of this years later. Yeah. And we don't always see the path, but it is leading somewhere, right? We never see the path. (laughs) That would take all the fun away. Yeah. You know, so, so I suggest that you go talk to Lynn Harley and you can go to uh, lynnharley.com. She's got all the information there. She's got events. You've got a, let's talk a little bit before we go about this uh, program that you have starting up in February. Um, okay. I'm just launching a 16 week program and I'm also moving into group coaching to leverage my time. There's a lot of coaches that that's all they do up until now. I've been working one-on-one, but I just uh, moving forward now with the book and speaking engagements. I'm creating um, a 16 week coaching program to start on the 1st of um, February. And there will be content throughout the 16 weeks. And there will also be opportunities for um, a call that is just dedicated to laser coaching. So helping people through whatever they're going through in the moment. And again, it's a, a great support system to just have those bumper those white lines, I think, on the side of the highway. And if people do go to the website, there is a contact form. And there is also, they can even just uh, subscribe to the newsletter and that'll keep them in the loop. And so that's just something to contemplate if they think that they're ready to be in a program, if they have the willingness and they would like to create new results for themselves, then this will um, really support them with that structure of support. And, And just even the... Like I said, there's a system. There, it's predictable once you know it. And there's rigor to this. I'm not going to say that this is, you know, all sunshine and rainbows when you're on this because you are starting to break through some um, habitual ways of being that feel at, at first a little awkward. And I was sharing with one of my clients this morning and, he's in, and we talked about the butterfly. I mean, it's just such a powerful metaphor. But the caterpillar, when it's in the chrysalis phase, will actually dissolve into goo. So there's no longer any sign that there was a caterpillar there and there's not yet a butterfly. But what is in that goo is the central nervous system and the the imaginal cells of the butterfly. And if we take that metaphor to our lives, that's like our vision and that's like our ability to think. So the imaginal cells for us as humans is our vision of what we would love And the central nervous system is our ability to think our way to it. But there's that period of time when you are in the goo. You're not a caterpillar anymore and you're not a butterfly. And that's where it's wonderful to have a structure of support. And you're really still living, though, into that vision. It's the energy of your vision that's pulling you. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 
It, it 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 really does, and you know the other metaphor you could use for that is that that you're a caterpillar, and then as like for us, we're a, a caterpillar, and we've lived the life that we really don't want, and then we then we pass away, and then we come back as a butterfly, um, you know, and because our soul is intact with uh, the uh, central nervous system and all of that, and then we create what we really want to create in life. It's um, it's 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 fun. We could talk about this all day. I know. <laughs> it's 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 fun. So I want to thank you for being here. You've been on before. Will you come back to I enjoy having you on. I think I actually have something booked when I'm in Mexico. So that will be super fun. Oh, that will be. Make sure you wear yeah. sunscreen. And so I just want to share the reader too. The book is available on Amazon and Amazon.com.ca. Whoops. And there's a couple pages up there. There's been some changes. So make sure you click on the page that has the gold medal. It won a gold medal and order that book. And please, if you do order the book, leave a review. Um, like I said, I'm teaching to people of all ages about this book. It's a great children's story, but it's a powerful message for even if you've got a friend going through a change right now. Maybe you're going through a change right now. So. It's just a great story by a great author and a great coach. And congratulations on on doing what you're doing and um, winning an award with the book. And and Amazon number one bestseller is coming. I feel it, and uh, that will be that'll be cool. Yeah. And uh, and thank you. And, and I'm glad that you're going to come back and we're going to do this again because we've got more to discuss. And and but your philosophy works very well with. I think everybody that if you just if you just relax and and realize that you can you can do it it's, it, it's okay absolutely and keep doing what you're doing it's a great forum and uh just putting yourself and people who are got this positive message into the world so good job kevin <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you i joined a uh it's called it's called the pod match so if you're if you are a podcaster and you would like uh, to get involved with uh, with something called Podmatch. It is it is the newest thing, really, in uh, in creating podcasts with a wide group of people. And I joined it, and seventeen people have decided they want to be on the show in the last two days. Uh, and so my my schedule is now filling up. I've got some high high quality uh, people that that are going to be on the show. So it's it's. You know, as my associate said, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, we were lying on a rug and we could barely hold our head up because mm. we were brand new. And a year and a half later, we're walking and uh, without assistance and, and we're moving forward and, and stuff. So it's all about time. It's about learning. It's about growing. It's about continuing to do what you know you have the desire in the heart to do and good things will happen mm, i love that yeah i'm interested to hear more about that kevin sounds great yes and uh, so i want to thank you again uh, uh lynn lynn harley has been our guest go to want to thank lynn you harley.com lynn with an e harley like the motorcycle exactly are you gonna buy one when you're in mexico you never know <laughs> it's not in my vision it's not on my bucket list right now yeah, just wear your helmet. That's all. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. And you have yourself a wonderful day. And coming up next on this YouTube channel in about 10 minutes, we are going to be talking with um, 
and we're going to be talking with not him not him oh i killed it anyway a, a bicycle rider who's got a book out and uh and he also talks about uh what the people in um southeast asia think of us today 25 years after we leave or no 50 years after after we leave vietnam and uh and the and the things that he and he's also got a book out so uh we'll be discussing that peter uh or patrick greenwood is his name and uh, we'll be we'll be going on that on kknw in oh right about 11 or 10 minutes so so come back here on uh, youtube and uh, again i want to thank um lynn harley for being with us today um oh and look at that katrina uh, says good things will happen kevin and you're right so i want to thank everybody for listening and for you for being here um i'm going to be doing from three to five almost every day we'll be doing podcasts from now on so just if you got nothing to do even if you got something to do this could be something to do uh come here three to five pacific and uh and i want to thank you so much uh for being here and and if you'll wait right there i will be right back Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.